Hi, my name is Keith and you're listening to The Link, connecting you to the creator economy through chats with inspiring industry leaders, creators, and brand moguls. On today's episode, Magic Link's marketing manager, Genesis Areola, speaks to creator economy expert, Nicole Latour, about the current video content landscape and what it means for creators and brands in the future. Take a listen. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. We are excited to dive into today's topic, which is going to be about all things video content, the video content landscape, and what this means for creators and brands in 22 and beyond. My name is Genesis, and I'm on the marketing team here at Magic Links, and I'm joined today by Nicola Tor, the Director of Influencer Partnerships here at Magic Links. Nicole, super happy to chat with you today. Thanks for coming on. Hi, everyone. My name is Nicole. I run the Influencer Partnerships team here at Magic Links. So all of the sponsorship opportunities that we bring to creators, our team does the creative execution and casting for those campaigns to help all of our brands scalably invest and our creators to find really authentic partnerships for their channels. We are totally just always in the loop of what's going on on the different social platforms. So today I figured we would go through a little bit of background, a little bit of where things are at now, just to talk about the different types of video content and what we are looking out for moving into the rest of the year. So you can start with the long with YouTube. As everyone knows, it's the largest search engine behind Google. Launched in 2005, in December 2007, YouTube allowed creators to earn money from their content based on ad revenue, which was a huge game changer for content creation and creating the industry to where it is now. In 2008, sponsors videos were launched, which is our bread and butter here. And there's 2.6 billion users worldwide. In terms of where brands really can leverage YouTube content, consideration and conversion stages of the funnel are really in line with the content of YouTube due to the environment where you can link, the type of content you can put on there, and also the audience. And then overall for YouTube, their goal is to start to chase TV ad dollars instead of just digital. So even the way we consume YouTube right now is so different. A lot of us are on mobile, but many of us also have, you know, apps in our television where we're watching YouTube videos in our homes, on the couch, on the big screen. So super interesting to see how this has all come to be. And to the right, we have the first ever YouTube video. I believe it's called Day at the Zoo. It's 19 seconds. So started from the bottom. Now we're here. I just think one of the most important sort of updates to long form YouTube content that has really changed over the years is that the algorithm is prioritizing what audiences click on, what makes them watch until the end, and what makes them come back to the platform. So really, it's more about content instead of SEO, which has been a former sort of strategy on YouTube where you're considering the metadata of your optimization, the hashtags, the title, like all these things are still valuable and important. However, the audience's interaction with videos really is what will help surface your video, making sure your thumbnails are really attractive and eye-catching and having the type of content that is a topic of interest, has seasonality, on trend, where your audience is engaging is really important. So 
more than ever, authenticity and entertainment are driving what is viewed on YouTube and what is surfaced most. This should be no surprise with the rise of vlog content and very high quality sort of video that we're seeing. So we definitely in our day-to-day and work with brands, see higher return on integrated content versus dedicated content because it's more authentic to what the creators know their audience wants to see and their audience is more invested in their day-to-day life, the topics they want to talk about and feeling that connection and then having the sponsorship be a part of the conversation instead of being the entire conversation with the dedicated. So let's get into TikTok, super relevant for all brands. Everyone is excited and diving in now. We know it was launched in 2016 in China, launched in 2017 outside of China by ByteDance and entered the US market at that time as well. It was huge in the teen US market. So Gen Z, this is where they're at. There's a billion active monthly users And half of TikTok US users are between the ages of 18 and 34. Again, really hitting that prime customer that every brand is looking to reach. And TikTok, in terms of the marketing funnel, in terms of where we see success, huge for discovery and awareness space. So something really interesting about TikTok, which has been in conversation lately, is that TikTok is basically the new search engine for Gen Z. So we actually have a quote here from the SVP of Google, which I thought was really interesting. Reading that in our studies, something like almost 40% of young people, when they're looking for a place to lunch, they don't go to Google Maps or search, they go to TikTok or Instagram. So super important in the different ways that consumers are using the technology. So on the back of that, how the algorithm works. So engagement, subject matter, device settings, including locations and language, Sound trends, as we all know, is core to any TikTok creative. Hashtags and caption keywords all factor in the algorithm. So again, really entertainment-driven content, which we know, as well as what I thought was interesting was that locations phase. So I live here in LA, and a lot of the TikToks I get served have to do with the best brunch places in LA. So this really, again, feeds into you know having things surface that are of interest to your viewership and what you interact with. If you're going away on a trip and start searching for that specific city, I'm sure your content will start popping up too. Factors that don't matter are follower count and if your previous videos performed well. TikTok is really popular among new creators because of the high growth potential within the platform. But also I'm sure all of us know one or two people that randomly went viral on TikTok and they have no followers. And that's just the beauty of the algorithm and the entertainment. So it's sort of that overnight celebrity feeling of the platform. So why this matters to us, just doubling down on cultural relevance, being a part of the conversation. And TikTok is really an entertainment platform over a lifestyle platform. Meaning again, you can be a part of the conversation. You can go there, be entertained. You're not necessarily catching up with people you know or making content yourself, but you're there to be entertained and find that surprise, joy, delight, um, and cultural relevance. Again, with the hashtags in campaign creative, that really comes into play. Any sort of viral meme cultural moment online is really starting in TikTok. So being a part of that as a brand is needed for success in order to reach those greater audiences on the platform. 
And then videos that use TikTok's newest features are prioritized. So here's an example on the side of a video that we've done internally with a brand partner where we are utilizing the new AR feature on TikTok. And this really helped to drive the engagement because A, it did something that's TikTok native, which is a challenge. B, it used a new tool from TikTok. And so C, it was a call to action and also gave the audience something new to try themselves. So was a really well-rounded campaign in terms of utilizing all of the tools that TikTok has to offer. Another new short form video platform that we're loving, especially for our branded content is YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts launched in 2020 and rolled out to all creators in May 2021. There's 1.5 billion monthly users, which is more than TikTok. However, this was built into YouTube, which had an existing audience. It's a quick and easy way to create content and platform. This is massive in terms of further democratizing the content on YouTube. YouTube is known for needing a better camera, having editing skills, and this sort of made way for other platforms to, to grow a bigger creator audience. Now with YouTube Shorts, you're able to create content on YouTube with just your phone, which is huge and also less time. They invested $100 million in the Creator Shorts Fund, which has been, from what we hear from our creator network, the best creator fund out there on any platform. Creators are earning up to $10,000 a month on their Shorts content. The views on YouTube Shorts are definitely used as a way to boost traffic to longer videos and increase ad dollars. And we're seeing YouTube Shorts being a really strong player for the awareness as well as consideration stages of the funnel. So why this really matters to us at Magic Links, one, it's a new shiny toy on the block for brands as well as creators. It's interesting. It's some place where you can be first to market. It's more monetizable and trackable than the other platforms. So one thing that YouTube has always been really great at is having that clickable link in the description. Inside of YouTube Shorts, you can do it in the comment and have it actually be clickable, which is huge. It's a shorter customer journey for whatever customer you're reaching. No other platform has that access inside of the comments. And absolutely not least, it's a high growth platform for creators with access to demos. So one of our top creators in Magic Links shared with us that since she started using YouTube Shorts, her views increased by 50%, her subscriber growth rate increased by 35%, and her engagement increased by 50%. So now she's churning out more content than ever on YouTube, where she's doing once a week a longer form piece of content and then basically daily a YouTube Shorts and her numbers across the board have increased, which is amazing. A lot of us are super familiar with Instagram, so I'll run through this a little bit more quickly, but we all know Instagram and Instagram Reels in particular, Instagram Stories are really favorites of a lot of creators, especially for more of the millennial demographic. Instagram launched in 2010, um, they introduced hashtags to the platform in 2011, were bought by Facebook, now Meta, for $1 billion in April 2012. 
and their ads launched globally in 2015, which we all know boosting content and paid content has been such a game changer across e-com. And then in 2016, they changed our beloved chronological feed to algorithmic. <laughs> and in 2016, they launched Instagram stories. And in 2020, Instagram Reels launched in over 50 countries. And again, Instagram video has more of this consideration and intense stage of funnel impact when we use this with our brand sponsorship. We're all pretty familiar with Instagram, their tools have worked, I'm sure, with them in a number of different ways. And the landscape is changing. And so just to take a look at the overall landscape and what we're seeing in the news, I know we're all seeing the information happening around Meta, where they're putting their resources and priority with the huge announcement last year. It's all been out there. So just to sort of revisit the state of Meta, essentially, their stock has fallen over the past year, as well as their profits. We know that the users on Facebook are a bit older, and then the younger users on Instagram are really migrating over to TikTok. There's a little bit less cultural sway, and when that happens, we see less ad dollars from brands being invested because we're always looking to reach the next generation of customers. So there is a place in terms of staying top of mind, relevant, being where some of your tried and true repeat customers are. However, for attracting new customers, some other platforms may be more beneficial for your strategy. And then we are noticing an innovation challenge at Meta, where a lot of the good, cool things that we're talking about, including Instagram stories and Reels, are native to other platforms. Stories came from Snapchat. Reels is basically like TikTok. So it's interesting that they were once at the forefront with the newsfeed, and that really changed the way we use social media in terms of no longer having to search for people to see what they're doing, but having it served to us. It's also really interesting because they're focusing so much in VR, which we know from their announcement last year. However, it's still not as mainstream and that in partnership with the NFT, crypto space, all of these things happening. It's really interesting to watch where the trends are going and people's involvement. Um, and then lastly, at the end of the day, Meta, Facebook, they're the OGs in the space. They still have influence. They're familiar, so brands are still investing and creators are still on these platforms. It's just in this space, you always have to be looking what's 10 years, 15 years ahead and where are those customers as well. Thanks for listening. Happy to answer any questions. Thank you so much, Nicole, for that rundown, that deep dive on all sort of video content platforms. I'm excited to jump into the Q&A. So I do see some questions, but if anything else comes up, feel free to drop them in the chat, everybody. So the first question that I'm seeing is, um, in your experience, how quickly is YouTube Shorts picking up traction versus, say, Instagram Reels or TikTok? With YouTube Shorts, it's really been picking up traction with creators, first, which I think has been really interesting, which is also what I saw with TikTok. And with TikTok, I feel like brands were a little bit slow to enter this space. And because creators are seeing this high growth, and they also have a lot of really good audience data because it is their audiences still, I think now brands are a little bit more comfortable with taking that leap. 
So I would say it's pretty quick. I feel like with Reels, it was not as native to Instagram creators. So it took a lot more to get them involved in creating video content regularly. I mean, we recently saw the like make Instagram Instagram again sort of trend. So brands were comfortable with investing in Reels. However, I felt creators weren't as quick to adopt Reels because it was a little bit out of their visual format that they love to do. Another question that's coming in is if you can speak to any sort of insights or results, early findings that you're seeing with the creators that are utilizing YouTube shorts. I know you spoke about that one creator, but somebody's asking if there's any trends as a whole that you're seeing in terms of creator growth or opportunities for brands. Yeah, overall, we are seeing creators having great success in terms of engagement, as I mentioned before. We're doing a lot of testing with our Magic Links creator partners to see which creators are able to still have a high conversion. So we're definitely 100% that this is great in terms of reach and awareness, but looking more into the conversion piece of it, which we really look to YouTube as a platform for. Because it is new, when you're first into the space, creators are also willing to negotiate a bit more on their rates because you could be their first sponsorship on shorts. So there is also an opportunity there. We know recession is looming around us. People are looking for efficiencies in their budgets. It could be a really great way to tackle that awareness piece and be first to market in that way and have strong negotiation power. Awesome. Great. So another question we're, we have here in the chat is in regards to looking at YouTube shorts as a brand, do you think that this approach or strategy should be the same as TikTok and Reels or can the strategy be different? I think it can be different. What we're seeing is still a little bit more polish on YouTube shorts. I also think that The music aspect doesn't seem to be as big of a deal as it is on TikTok. So definitely collaborate with the creator. Again, they've already built an audience in this platform. Just really lean into what they're seeing and brainstorm and collaborate together, uh, depending on your product and what your messaging is, to see how you can best fit. And definitely test a few different formats. I think that's the fun of it as well, more or less. In terms of what the goals are, we definitely see a lot more traction in terms of the fashion category. So yeah, it really just depends on who your audience is, what creators resonate with your audience and working on a type of creative that that resonates with the customer. Awesome. Another really great question that just rolled in. So if you can give you know, a suggestion to a brand who is looking to start partnering with creators, maybe they never have before or they're new to it, they don't know how to start, how would you navigate through those complexities considering the landscape, influencers, all the platforms? What's your advice there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting. We still face this a lot where brands are still a little bit like I've never worked with creators before. And with this climate right now, it's an interesting time to get involved because there are so many options. Definitely first off is if you don't have the resources in-house, find the right partner and share information, really share 
what you've done so far in other marketing channels, share your goals and be open to suggestion and trying something a little bit outside of maybe what you do on your other channels. Influencer marketing is still marketing. And so it's really crucial to have it be a piece of the synergy of everything else that you're working on. So depending on the brand, how their awareness currently sits, the audiences that they are looking to attract, the seasonality of the product. There's so many things that go into it. So definitely finding that partner and considering what your goals are to make the best decisions from there. And also be patient. It takes a lot of time to build longer term partnerships and go from that awareness to that final click, final sale stage with influencer. Awesome. That was such a great question and a great answer. Thank you so much, Nicole, for your time and your expertise on all things brand and creator strategy. If you're a brand and you're interested in learning more, feel free to reach out and visit us at magiclinks.com. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. If you want to check out more of our content, head to magiclinks.com or follow us on all social media at magiclinks. See you next time on The Link.